What community sounds like. Stay open. Hey guys, this is Chris from Tap the Craft. I want to tell you about a new partner that we have for the show. B-Cups. B-Cups is the world's first line of style-specific beer cups for people on the go. Whether by the beach, pool, hiking, or on the boat, B-Cups are great for any place you can't use glassware. They're dishwasher-safe, lightweight, BPA-free, recyclable, and so clear that they often get mistaken for glass. They come as four packs on Amazon.com, but two packs and variety packs are available on their website at bcups.net. That's B-C-U-P-S dot net. Go check it out. craft beer friends and welcome to another episode of tap the craft podcast i am denny lewis coming to you from boise idaho and my partner in craft head brewer owner of the award-winning trek brewing in columbus ohio is mr john ream john welcome back to the show how are you doing and what is in your glass i'm doing well i'm doing well and uh tonight i am drinking from north high brewing just over in columbus mm-hmm uh, their break on through double IPA. Ah, break on through to the other um, side. Yeah, it's one that I I'd picked up a four pack a while back, and uh, then Chain bring in a keg, so now we have it at the brewery. Okay, so and it's a tasty beverage. Is it? A, is it an IPA? A double IPA. Ooh, like nice. like I said. Oh, <laughs> did I miss the double IPA part? He's yes. tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. It's oh, been it's been poor. a long day. Long day. I know. It's eight nineteen where he is. <laughs> so late. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. Well, hey, welcome to the show. We're glad to have you back. I'm glad that uh, you were able to close up the brewery on time and come join us for this show. We look forward to hearing about all the great things things going on at Trek. But before we do that, we have to also welcome our other co-host, the Wells Bro from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How are you doing tonight, Chris? I'm doing great, guys. I'm just uh, sitting here enjoying a nice triple IPA. Oh, you're stepping it up. Yeah, well, I mean, I heard John was going to have this double, and I I can't let him one-up me. So I, just, I had to do one better. <laughs> Always a competition. <laughs> yeah. So, so in my glasses from uh, Adroit Theory out of um, Virginia, Purcellville, Virginia. Mm. It's, it's there. Evangelon 2, Lilith, Ghost 679. <laughs> All right. That's, that's a hell of a name. The that's... bottle art um, the bottle art is what got me on this one, and this, of course, came from our good friends at Tavor, which I have some cool news about them mm. a little later in the show. Um, and uh, this, in the beginning, was a little on the hot side, alcohol-wise, oh. uh, because I think this one's at, um, yeah, this one's at 11%. I mean, it's no Dogfish Head 120, but you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it's still good. And uh, But now that it's warming up a little bit, this is really, really easy to drink. It's really, really tasty stuff. Nice. Nice. All right, Denny. Well, we can't forget about you. What's in your glass? Yeah, well, I'm the lightweight here, I guess, because uh, I'm also drinking an IPA, but just a regular old single IPA. It, it does come in at 7.8% alcohol, though, so it's not like low, low on ABV. 
but it's from New Belgium. It's one of their Voodoo Ranger series of beers. This is a new one that I hadn't had before. I mean, I, I'm drinking my third one right now, third or fourth one. Uh, so now I've had it. But first time on the show, it's the uh, Liquid Paradise IPA. And for the most part, these Voodoo Ranger IPAs have been really, you know, pretty good. All of them have been pretty good. This one's not bad. It's just that out of all the different ones I've had, you know, I just, I get different flavor profiles out of each one. The first one I had yesterday, I drank it and it was like, maybe it was Saturday. I can't remember now. Maybe it was Saturday I had it. I, I drank it and I'm like, yeah, it's okay up front, but it had a super bitter finish and a really kind of odd, like uh, almost like an over, like those when those hazy IPAs have the hops that are in there a little bit too long and it has that kind of harsh finish. It came across like that harsh, bitter finish of a, like a hazy IPA does. It's been sitting on those hops maybe a little bit too long. But the the one I had earlier today and the, and this one here is not, quite so bad so i don't know what the deal is any idea john what what might be causing this uh weird uh, flavor profiling from beer to beer on a hazy not, ipa not really from them uh i don't know i mean hazies are that's why you're supposed to drink them quickly but yeah um i don't know okay yeah it's just weird so um i at first i thought i was gonna have trouble drinking the six pack because I, you know, it came in cans, bought a six pack of it because the first one was kind of not, I wasn't feeling it, but heck, now that I'm drinking more of them, it's going down a lot easier. So maybe that's the key. Just keep drinking them until they're gone. All right. Well, hey, let's get on with the show. Uh, in case we have any new listeners listening, Tap the Craft Podcast is an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to help all of our great listeners along in their craft beer journeys. Let them learn, let you guys learn a little bit about the craft beer hobby so you can become more familiar and drink some great beers that we talk about too. So that's what we're all about. You're listening to episode 117. We're recording on Monday, January 14th, 2019. And in this episode, we have a couple things we're going to talk about. The first thing is we're going to discuss the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, also known as the TTB. And we want to find out how this agency affects the craft beer in America. Also, we have a little Check It Out segment. Yeah, we brought back the Check It Out. Hasn't had that for a while. Uh, this one is discussing Untap's Year in Beer summary website. So if you participate in Untapped, you can go to this site Log into it, and it will give you a nice summary, and we're going to go ahead and talk about our summaries on how we turned out in this year. So it's kind of a nice little check it out section we can have towards the end of the show. Of course, you can count on some great conversation along the way. Starting off with that great conversation, John, the listeners have missed hearing your golden vocals on the air. So why don't you go ahead and give us a little update on what Trek Brewing's been up to? All right. Uh, a lot of the same from when we talked last. Um, Can you remember when we talked? I mean, last? no. Okay. But uh, I mean, really, just keep on rolling. Um, we're starting to try to get some distribution out there. Uh, so I'm starting to talk to restaurants and, and folks uh, around town. Mm -hmm. um, some kegs out, but it's slow season. So everybody's, you know, 
slow right now. I mean, we're, we're slow. Um, everybody's in the gym, not the bar, but yeah, February that'll start to shift back. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody gives up. So that's kind of the biggest thing that we're working on. And then, uh, we're also focused on trying to get some more events going on, um, at the tap room. Uh, so we're, we're working on laying out a nice calendar for that and getting some of our community focused stuff, uh, up and running, um, for giving back to different organizations around the community. Those are the biggest things. And we sent out t-shirts for our names from the contest. Yes. So all yes. that stuff's out nice. there. Awesome. Awesome. So that was good. I'm glad that uh, David and Robert got their t-shirts. And just like I, I guessed, uh, David was a little bit behind. He went to Japan. He was, he was checking into beers in Japan and having a, a family vacation there over the holidays. So by the time he got back and listened to the show... Uh, he sent us an email, and, and you got that shirt off to him, so that's fantastic. All right, so, uh, I mean, I've been trying to keep up with Trek, uh, you know, each week, and it seems like you guys have a lot of beers, your own beers, on tap now. You got, like, eight to ten beers on tap? Uh, yeah. Right now we've got nine. Nine? Uh, we peaked at ten. We've been hovering, yeah, in that eight to ten range. It's going to drop here a bit. I've got some stuff in the works, but I don't know it's going to be ready before a couple of our smaller batch stuff runs out here. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. But, okay. Okay. Yeah. How, how many how, batches are you doing on your, uh, on your big brew system per week? Are you doing one a week or one every couple weeks or, uh, I, I am still figuring out what that's really looking like. Um, our, so when we, we did five batches, back to back to back to back to back mm -hmm. and I didn't have enough cooler space. Like the last batch I had to, hold half of it in the bright tank until I could clear enough cooler space to keg off the rest of it. Mm. Um, so, uh, got to figure out what that rhythm is going to look like. Um, and I think I got to get in some new kegs to help with the distribution push, mm -hmm. um, a bit different. I'm going to get more six barrel kegs in. Yeah. Uh, so I can afford to have those outside the brewery. So yeah, right now I've mostly been doing small batch stuff to gear up for some more large batch stuff as well okay so okay well you have like three coolers are all three of those coolers like full of your kegged beer uh so well there, there's differences in how those coolers can be used mm -hmm. due to the ttb oh okay <laughs> okay <laughs> um so the the two that are our like hold basically holding coolers are Yes, they're full. Okay. Um, at least it, in ways that we can actually lift kegs and such. So. Okay. All right. How did yeah. the um? How if did, I had a, if I had a huge cooler that I could put my forklift in, I could do a lot more. But I I don't. So. How did the uh the resilience uh the, the Sierra Nevada beer go over? Uh, really well. We still have it on tap. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's been met with a very positive. Uh, feedback. Okay. Good. So, did, did you do anything different uh, with the recipe than uh, that came standard? Uh, I had a small tweak in a specialty malt, um, just due to what we had available for the time that I could get it brewed. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not really anything that would be noticeable. Okay. Um, no, not really. Okay. But it is interesting. I have had some people come in like, "That's a great cause, but I don't want to buy something that supports you." So they get a different beer and they're like, all right, well, 
I appreciate that, but <laughs> that's fair, <So>. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's uh, I, I actually had the resilience uh, yesterday at Payette Brewing. What Payette's one of the many breweries here in the Boise area that has brewed the beer. Uh, at first, it, only the the like four breweries were like a first announced that they were going to do the beer, and then now I've seen that almost pretty much almost all the breweries here in the area are doing some kind of a, a, a release of it. So it's kind of nice to see a lot of uh, support there and, and to hear that they're looking at, you know, getting well over a million dollars in, in uh, proceeds from this from across the country. That'd be really, really nice. Oh, they're, they're expecting more than 10 million. Oh, 10 million. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think there's over 1,500 breweries now that have signed on for it. Okay. So. Okay. That's good. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good chunk of, of, of breweries nearly nearly a, a quarter maybe a maybe less than a quarter maybe uh what do you think a fifth of the breweries in the in the country have, have agreed to do it that's pretty good that's, yeah that's impressive okay all right john well we tried to pull as much information out of you as possible so we'll give you a break we'll move into our beer related event so chris did you uh, live up to our deal did you watch the big lebowski and we can talk about it now that we are all, you know, fresh, freshened up on this movie. I did. I I watched it. Uh, when did I text you? Um, I don't know. A couple days ago, Thursday ish, mm-hmm. Friday ish, something like that. And I did. I watched it. I wasn't drinking any White Russians with <laughs> yeah. them, with, while we were. So yeah, we uh, Megan and I watched it the other night, and I'd watched it a long time ago, and it was just kind of. I, I don't remember paying too much attention to it, so I. This was kind of like the first time I had watched it. And in the beginning of it, I was I was really enjoying the fact that um, I was just enjoying the movie and like John Goodman's character, especially. <laughs> and, and, um, uh, and then it got into parts where uh, like when when the dude gets gets drugged at that party. Yeah. And uh, at, Megan's looking at me going, are we high right now? <laughs> <laughs> or are we is this ha- really happening in the movie? Or and I'm going, no, this I, we've had a beer or two, but that's that's pretty much about it. So, yeah, we we got to watch that the other day, and um, I I think I'm good for another ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On I, that one, I, I think I'm I think I'm with you there. I again, we watched. I watched it the the uh, the weekend right after the the show aired, and Sarah and I said, Sarah, we're gonna watch. Big Lebowski. It's on Netflix. Let's just watch it. She's like, really? I don't want to watch this. And I said, well, let's just watch it and see what it is. And then we watched it. And uh, we actually had, you know, there's some laugh. We had some good laughs in there. There's some stuff that's funny. Mm-hmm. But I'll be honest with you. I think when this movie came out, I was already past the uh, the age of, of where people really uh, gravitate to this movie, maybe. Uh, even though... Mm-hmm. You know, Chad's, you know, about, you know, he's our age, so he, he really enjoys it, I'm, I'm guessing, because he, you know, he likes the, the, uh, uh, the beers by it. But, um, but for me, I just like, I don't, I still don't see the draw. I mean, I understand that the guy, the dude is like super chill. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool. And I guess maybe everyone back in the 90s, into the 90s kind of wanted to be chill and not worry about stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it was okay. It was an enjoyable watch. But yeah, I can go another fifteen years without seeing it. John, what do you think of the Big Lebowski? Are you a Big Lebowski fan? Yeah, I was sitting here trying to think the last time I saw it. 
I was probably in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've probably also been uh, like 12 years yeah. since I've seen that movie. Yeah. But th- there's, there's definitely, I-, I quote that movie. There's a few <laughs> quotes I use like, okay. from time to time. Uh, like market zero. I, I do <laughs> use that a lot when we're playing games um, with people and they, they screw up or like cheat. <laughs> so, um, but I, I think it definitely has some very quotable lines and that what lets it live on you yeah. know okay well I was I was excited uh, honestly when it uh, when he was talking about his special lady friend uh, you know I, I heard that part and I was like oh that was that, that was, was the beer, beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. special lady friend I, I mean yeah, there's. Uh, I mean, there was one part when he's at the uh, the other Lebowski's uh, house, and he goes out and and meets up with the bunny, Mrs. Lebowski. Yeah, yeah bunny. And <laughs> and then she propositions him, and I was just, I was just dying <laughs> at that part. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, yeah, that's funny. So uh, yeah, that was good. But I asked, so I started asking some of the my my younger coworkers. Uh, at work about this movie. I said, Hey, I just watched this this weekend and you know, have you guys seen it? And uh, one of my coworkers, yeah, he's, you know, he's a bit younger, you know, than me. He said, yeah, I said, he, he loves this movie. He watches it, you know, at least once a year. Uh, and he's, he was in college when it was out and he really uh, gravitates to the, the memories of being in college and watching with all his friends and stuff that that's why it's a big deal for him. But I was shocked when he said, cause he doesn't come across like a guy that would really be into the big Lebowski, but I mean, he was really into it. I'm like, damn, that's, that's kind of surprising, but I guess everyone has their, their moments and things that, uh, that stick with them. Like for me, one movie that sticks with me because of the time that I, this movie came out and what was going on in my life is, is, uh, is Die Hard. Die Hard was playing at the, when I was in a, in the military, I was kind of, uh, held in limbo between transfer, transferring. They lost my orders and I spent nine weeks waiting for the, you know, the government to reissue my orders to go on to the next, the next station. And I was doing gate guard duty. I was on shift for six hours off for 12 and I was rotating through that rotation for nine weeks, I did that kind of rotation. So whenever I got to a point where I had the, the evening off, I would walk down to the movie theater and they had Die Hard playing for $1 at the, you know, late, the late showing, like the, you know, 11 o'clock to midnight showing. I'd walk down, I'd watch it. I must have watched Die Hard back in the, the, uh, you know, late eighties. I must have watched that movie at least 10 times at the theater for a buck. Uh, so again, it's a die hard. is just a movie. that's is my favorite movie because there's meaning that when I, you know, that what was going on in my life at that time that kind of stuck with me. So I guess everyone has that type of movie. All right. I, maybe I gave too much of my, uh, personal. <laughs> and then when I was 17, yeah. I, no. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so yeah, we had the, well, we, so we had the big Lebowski and then, um, I actually contacted the folks at Tavor, Okay. Uh, the little little promo action on our part. So wow. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. I actually just called them to change my address. <laughs> and I said, hey, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, 
part of this podcast. And so they put me in touch with the marketing department and we've got a, a, a promo code for you guys for something that you guys can use. If anybody wants to try out Tavor, check it out. All right. Well, all right. Well, make sure they send us some free beer too. I'm going to work on that. <laughs> I, I talked to Megan in their marketing department and I said, look, we'll, we'll try things out and uh, we'll, we'll see, you know, if we can do some more collaboration together and see where it goes from here. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Hey, John, you have any beer related activities besides just tendon bar? Oh, I was going to say my life is a beer related activity, but <laughs> I guess it that is. doesn't count. Any- um. No, not really. No festivals, no special beer events that you've went to, nothing? Nope. Okay, well then, damn, that's pretty boring. Well, how about you start us off with your new and noteworthy beers? Surely you've at least had a couple beers since your last run on the show. Uh, yes. Okay, good. So, I mean, as we talked last time, I had my advent calendar starting up again. Oh. Um, but I'm not going to talk about any of those. So, uh... <laughs> The first one I'll talk about was actually uh, a gift from uh, our friend Russ and Katie. Oh. Um, uh, Homestead Brewery over here in uh, Heath, Ohio, does a release every year of their bison uh, imperial stout that's aged in barrels. Uh, so they got us a, a bottle of the barrel aged bison, oh. um, which was a really, really nice beer. I gave it a four and a quarter, um, shared it with the family uh, around the holidays. So, Really enjoyed uh, drinking that one. Had really nice balance. Like yeah. the barrel didn't didn't overwhelm or anything like that. Which uh, I'm happy to see. Seem people seem to be reining in the barrel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we talked about that repeatedly in oh, the yeah. past. Oh yeah, about just the barrel's too strong and it's dominating beer. Um, but uh, yeah, really enjoyed that one. Uh, and then my next uh, my next beer. It was a gift. Oh, another um, gift. You're getting lots of gifted beers. Yeah, so this was a Christmas gift um, from uh, my uncle, uh, known on here as the Beer Fairies, you know, that sent me all this nice East Coast beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's from uh, Treehouse Brewing, their Hurricane uh, Double IPA. It's a double New England um, IPA. Mm. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed this one. We'd had a couple of uh, other New England, uh, IPAs lately that just didn't really hit the mark for me. And, uh, but this one kind of got back to what, at least my feelings of what makes a good one. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it, it was really nice. Um, so yeah, you know, go out there and get yourself some tree house. Yeah, I would. Um, I'd love, to. you know, like you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the last one I'll mention, uh, it was a gift. Oh, uh, yeah. I got uh, in the same six pack with the uh, the treehouse, um, and that is from uh, Lawson's Finest Liquids. They're Double Sunshine, uh, which is double IPA. I get this uh, a five cap. Wow! Uh, which I didn't know how that worked on Untap, but apparently, <laughs> if you slide that thing all the way to the right, it does put five on there. Wow! Um, so. Uh, I had this beer after uh, late night working at the bar. We were staying at my mother-in-law's, and I just sat up by myself when I got home and just drank this beer. 
By yourself? And I felt really guilty that I, did, that yeah. I didn't share it with anybody because <laughs> it was amazing. And Kristen was a little pissed, but hey, it was my Christmas <laughs> gift. And so uh, I can drink my Christmas gift by myself. That's true. Want. Well, you got to figure John, so, John makes, makes beer gifts for everybody every day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just nice. I'm like your Santa. One or two. Yeah. You are. You're a beer fairy. <laughs> we can, we'll, we'll work on the title. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Beer fairy. That's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's, that's it for me. So, uh, how about you, Chris? Yeah. So we had a, a few beers. Uh, first one's going to be from seventh son here in Tampa. Oh, nice. They're sugar. That, that does throw me off yeah, every time. I know. <laughs> and, and I've heard you guys talk about it in previous episodes and I'm like, really? You guys got, t-? no, it's the different one. So what, yeah, what's the, so at least here where I see it in writing and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. It's different. Yeah. And, and I'll probably Number need- not written out. <laughs> yeah. It's just seven T H and then son. Um, so Seventh Son, their Sugar Britches, which was, uh, I believe that was like a, an Imperial Milk Stout. Sugar Britches. Yeah. I, I just, all I remember is it being very good. So good that I gave it 4.25 caps. Okay. Um, and then we had one from Alesmith, which was their Old Numb Skull. Oh, yeah. Which was their, which is their barley wine. Uh, I just had that this past weekend. And uh, I've really been enjoying barley wines a lot lately. Oh, yeah. Me too. And uh, there's just something about them just kind of just sitting down with a... It almost makes me feel fancy. You sit down with a (laughs) snifter of barley wine and you sip on it and enjoy it, you know. Um, But, yeah, I gave that one four caps. uh, Enjoyed that one. And then from our good friends at Hoppin' Frog, (laughs) their Taurus the Tyrant, which is their triple oatmeal Russian Imperial stout. Wow. Never had a triple Russian Imperial oatmeal stout before. That one was, I had to share that one. I couldn't do that one <laughs> on my own. Um, I get, I did end up giving it four and a half caps, but I believe it was a 13 and a half percent beer. That's and nothing. I, yeah, of course. But you got to remember <laughs> too, um, a few years ago in Ohio, they're, they're, their ABV limit was 12%. Yeah. So um, I, I do remember right after we moved, um, they lifted that limit. And I just remember Hoppin' Frog putting out like a 17% beer <laughs> just to kind of be like, screw you. Um, it's like, hey, here's the uh, here's the biggest we can, we can do for right now. But yeah, getting a, a 13.5% beer is uh, it was pretty delicious. Nice. Even for being such a big beer. So, Denny, what did what did you have? Well, starting off, I decided to. to I'm still trying to clean out my cellar. I believe it or not, I've been drinking a lot of these beers that I've had hanging around for a while, and I, I'm almost done. I think I've almost got the last few left. Uh, but I opened up. I, I was in the mood for some big beers. I drank one from Fremont. You know earlier and then i decided to go to the shoots brewery and open up my 2015 the abyss which is an imperial mm-hmm. stout that i love this beer and i was a little bit weary because i did drink my 2015 my i had i had three bottles of the uh the, the shoots anniversary 
uh, 26th, 26th anniversary uh, Black Butte Porter. And the, the last one I drank was, uh, again, a few weeks ago. It came across uh, really oxidized, uh, and it, it just took away from the enjoyment of that beer, which I was really sad. So, again, I was pushing to try to get some of these beers that I've been hanging on to a little bit long drank before they go too long, and I was worried that this abyss was going to have a similar problem. Well, guess what? No problem. This beer is so delicious. It's an absolute uh, fantastic beer. And I decided that I was going to do a Happy New Year video on our Facebook page. And I, you know, and I posted it on a couple different places to uh, kind of help celebrate uh, the new year for our listeners. So I made a little video uh, action trailer type thing and and i used our b cup i used my b cup and the shoots uh, abyss and and drank it and had fun making the video and and sharing that but yeah this these abyss beers if you can get the shoots of the abyss in your area i recommend picking it up drinking it fresh is good uh, aging in a year or two is still really good it, it mellows out some of the the booziness if it, it does sometimes come across a little bit strong uh, with the with the heat if it's fresh but if you age it a year or two man it smooths out so well and it's so delicious so that that's my first one four and a half cap rating on that not sure why i gave it a four i can't I, there's a reason why i gave it a four and a half cap rating on this turn instead of a five but i i don't have my untapped open to read what i what i did but it was, it was good. the video the video made it yeah yeah all right, and keeping up with the Imperial Stout theme right now, uh, I also grabbed a bottle of the Heretic Incubus Imperial Stout. And, uh, you know, I love Her Heretic. I, I drink a lot of their stuff that comes in, but the problem is they don't typically have a lot of new beers that come in. I, I end up drinking the same beers over, but you know what? It's okay because the beer is good. And I had checked into this one before, but it had been... When I visited the brewery back like four years ago, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and, and try, you know, drink another beer, one of these, and, and, and go ahead and put it on a tap. And sure enough, it was fantastic. This beer is really good. I gave it a four and a half uh, rating also. Uh, and again, like John was mentioning about balancing that barrel age, uh, that they do a really good job of balancing the, the, Barrel aged uh, character with the bourbon with the with the the stout and it's really good. Uh, then another beer that I'd had hanging around for a, a month or so that I would maybe longer than a month maybe six weeks, and I was waiting for the right moment to drink it. It's a twenty five ounce bottle and it was a a beer that I kind of wanted to share with people, but you know what? Nobody wanted to drink it whenever I offered it up, so I just sat down last weekend. Weekend before last, right? The weekend uh, that I think I was drinking. Actually, I think I was watching the Big Lebowski while drinking this beer. Actually, um, this is from the brewery Amagang, and it's part. It's one of their Game of Thrones beers. I've had a. I've had three or four, maybe five of their Game of Thrones beers, and some of them are really good, and some of them are just okay. I'll tell you what. This one is really good. It's the Mother of Dragons, and at first. I didn't, you know, I was kind of hesitant on buying this because it is a blend of a smoked porter and creek. Now, both these 
beers can have a bit too strong of flavors. You know, if the smoked porter is too smoky, comes across too, you know, too smoky, that can be a problem. And if the creek comes across too cherry, that, you know, enters into the medicinal type flavor, that could be a problem. Guess what? I had neither problem with either of those styles. This beer was blended perfectly where you had that, a, a light hint of that smokiness with that, that dark roasty porter, you know, malt, dark roasted malt uh, character, uh, and then finishing off with a little slight hint of cherry in the finish. Man, it was perfectly blended, really well done. I recommend anyone that can still get this beer out in the wild should pick it up and try it. Uh, I gave it a four and a quarter rating. I really enjoyed it and drank the whole 25 ounce bottle down pretty quick, actually. Luckily, it wasn't that high of ABB, ABV. It was, you know, only like a five and a half or, you know, I think it was a five and a half percent beer. But hey, it really tasted good. Have you guys had the Mother Dragons at all? Or any Game of Thrones beer? No. Okay. No, but I've I've been uh, I've been I've been looking for them uh, because I'm a I'm a fan of the show, um, and someone semi promised them to me for Christmas, but never followed up or came through on that one. So maybe I'll just have to go pick them up on my own. Yeah, yeah, you should try them. I mean, some of them are pretty good. I this one was one of the better ones. I've had the I don't remember which one it was. It was the one that that had the king king of something king of. It was the one that was. was was released at uh, around uh, Thanksgiving time frame, and I had it at the uh, Black Friday beer event. I didn't log it because I didn't, I didn't like it, <laughs> and I just didn't. I forgot to log it. It was one of the ones that wasn't memorable. But that was one that was uh, that, that that didn't come across quite right. It was it, to me, it was a, more of a charcoaly like roasted, like like maybe over roasted dark malt character that came across charcoaly and I didn't like that character so I I just decided not to rate it at all or, or even check it in because I forgot alright well that's my beers um, we didn't have any voicemails looking at back some at some what? Uh, yeah some some user feedback or listener feedback no voicemails but that's okay there's still time to get your voicemails entered to or in so you'll be entered into the B cup contest that we're we're giving away a set of B cups that we will be announcing the winner on episode 120. That's three episodes away on February 28th. All you have to do to be in. You guys do understand. You but, call us and we give you things. Yeah, yeah. All you gotta do is call, yeah. leave a voicemail, win stuff. <laughs> it's that easy. It's that easy. All right, let's get into some uh, other feedback though. I'll start us off with feedback from Chad Lamasa. He hit me up on Twitter. He was a little concerned that I might have taken his correction of of Trogue's pronunciation a little hard, uh, but I but I didn't. Uh, I was I told him that I was only joking and I didn't mean to you know to come across uh, too too sensitive. But uh, hey, Chad, thank you for the feedback. Hey, I love getting feedback. We love. You know, hearing from our listeners, and I really appreciate you taking the time to let me know the right pronunciation, so I won't make that mistake again. All right, John, why don't you start us off? We had Tom Byrne; he sent us an email, and it's a pretty long email with a, a list. So you'll start us off, and we'll let uh, Chris finish us off with this email. Sure. Uh, he says a little late, but figured I'd bore y'all with my teen list. Can't not. This is the third year I've sent one in. Time flies. 
I love looking back at the year and this might have been one of my best, a really cool way of remembering amazing beers and all the experiences that come with them. So many options to whittle down, but here goes. These are all four and a half to five cap ratings for me. Yeah. All right. So uh, he's got his dark category uh, with the bottle logic mixes pick lick. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even going to attempt that again. Um, it's a 13.1% Imperial Porter uh, collaboration with Jay Wakefield Brewing. Uh, Brewed with Dolce de Leche, uh, Cassia Bark, and Cuban Roasted Espresso and Aged in Rum Barrels. Wow, it sounds awesome. Uh, and he's got from Revolution Brewing, uh, VSOD, Very Special Old Death, 13.4% uh, Imperial Oatmeal Stout, aged a full two years in specially selected barrels. Wow. And then a uh, little thing from Ohio up here. Uh, Jackie O's approbation, uh, 2017, uh, 14% Imperial Stout, uh, collaboration with Side Project Brewing, a blend of two respective signature styles, dark apparition and derivation, uh, aged in bur bourbon barrels, uh, for 14 months. Wow. Another long aging. Uh, yeah. He does like his session beers though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for uh, sure. <laughs> and then, uh, Hill Farmstead Aaron. Uh, 2017 says ABV not available. Hmm. Uh, barley wine aged in bourbon barrels for over two years. Then we'll round it out with abnormal brewings barrel aged M3, which clocks in at a, a scant 14 and a half percent imperial hmm. stout. Collaboration with Three Sons Brewing and Mostra Coffee Imperial brewed with cacao nibs, vanilla, and coffee Asian High West Rye barrels for 13 months. Damn. Now, have you guys Jeez. had any of these beers? No, no, no. Me, me neither. No. He's got a type. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Chris, why don't you just up with the not dark beers? All right. So he had his not dark category. So we started off with Pure Project Brewing. Their Merc Shake with raspberries. It was a ten and a half percent triple New England IPA Damn. with raspberries and vanilla beans. You're right. Yummy. He does like his session beers. <laughs> Uh, from Side Project Brewing, he had the Saison du Fremere from Pinot Noir Punchons. They're blend two. <laughs> That's a long name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just like the one I'm drinking right now. It's kind of kicking in. Uh, it's a 7% Saison aged 13 months in Pinot Noir Punchons, whatever that is. <laughs> John? Punchins. <laughs> Punchins. Punchins. Nah, it's French. It's got to be Boon John. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> you got to do the rest um, in a French accent as well. And then the old Nation Brewing Company, uh, their boss Tweed, which was a 9.5% 68 IBU New England double IPA. Uh, let's see. Degard Brewing, the purple. 7% American Wild Ale aged in wine barrels with black and red raspberries. And then Trillium Brewing, their double dry hop scaled, which was a 7% New England IPA. And he says, cheers, have really been enjoying the recent episodes. Keep it up. Yeah. So, yeah, these are also some very unique beers that I wouldn't mind trying all of them. And uh, I, I know that the Guard Brewing is one out of Tillamook, Oregon, that I've, I want to go out and try one, one time I'm on the Oregon coast for sure. 
They only do wild ales, I think, uh, some really special stuff. And I just had to get a, a little bit of a chuckle at the old no, old nation brewing because hmm. I kept I was so messed up in the last episode saying great no or isn't there a brewery in in uh, in Oregon or Portland called Great Notion? Something. What was I saying last show? Great Notion. Great Nation. I think I was saying Great Notion or something or you Old kept Notion. Saying great Nation and Great I, Nation. You're just proud of your country. Yeah, yeah. So it was just funny. I I listened back and heard that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was really jacked up in that show, but it's okay. It was all it was all for fun. But hey, great list, Tom. Thank you for sharing. Yes, this is the third year in a row that you've sent in your list, and we really appreciate it. We're all jealous, I mean envious, of all the great beers you get to try. I'm still waiting for that invite to come, uh, you know, to one of your bottle shares. So just keep me in the loop. I could try some of these beers, too. <laughs> all right. If you want to contact the show, you can do that very easily. You can reach us through email at taptocraft at gmail.com or on Twitter. Just follow us at taptocraft and feel free to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash taptocraft. And again, we do have a voicemail number. You can call it at 208. 536-3359, or if it's easier for you to remember a little name play here, we got 20853-ODDLY for a bunch of oddly co-hosts here. Uh, leave, your, leave your feedback. We would love to hear for you, from you, and of course, you'll be entered into the B-Cup contest if you do. And we want to take the opportunity to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show. They provide the hosting space at openforumradio.com, and if you enjoy the content that we're putting out, then we know you'll find some other great content like the following. Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny, John, and Chris. Hey, and if you want to check out more great podcasts, check out the Open Form Radio Network over at openformradio.com. We have such podcasts such as Open Form Radio Proper, Facetious, Geeks for the Win, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gaming Vessels, Slash Attainment, and Conspiracy Otter. Hey, thank you so much for checking out Tap the Craft today, and please leave these fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this great show. Hey, thanks again for listening. All right. Now it's time for the Brew Buzz. The Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various beer-related topics, and this week we will discuss the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, also known as the TTB, and how it affects craft beer in America. Now, I know we're all very tired of hearing about this partial federal government shutdown that's going on right now and all the politics behind it, so we're not going to talk about all that. But recently... Craft beer has been in the headlines for how this shutdown is affecting independent craft beer businesses. And we have one of those independent craft beer business guys right on the show, so it'll be great to see how it's affecting him, for sure. That's you, John. Uh, the, the media claims that there's no new beer can be produced or sold while the government is shut down. And is that true? Is, is what, you know, they're, they're trying to bait us with all these headlines that, what do you mean I can't get beer? Uh, some online medias even have articles that are posting, like when we posted the Facebook page, with the headline such as, The Government Shutdown May Force Breweries to Give Out Free Beer. John, John, are you giving out free beer? <laughs> no. <laughs> no the not... government shutdown wouldn't know because they would want their tax. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> so, so how bad is this shutdown on the craft beer industry? Well, that's fake news. Yeah, yeah. We will soon, will we soon be drinking our beer for free? 
Should we stock up on beer now while still available because there's going to be a shortage? Well, guess what? Let's find, find out. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's find out how much of this is true and what this TTB is all about. So, John, uh, go ahead and start us off and let us know what this, uh, you know, what TTB is all about according to the website. All right. So on their website, it says, our TTB website will be available during this shutdown period and you will continue to be able to file electronic payments and returns for federal excise taxes and operational reports. I can confirm this is true because I did it last week. <laughs> they <laughs> are happy to take my money. Okay. okay. So you can still pay uh, your taxes. They still want their money. Yes. Uh, you will also be able to access TTB's government applications, including permits online, formulas online, and COLAs online during the shutdown period, but submissions will not be reviewed or approved until appropriations are enacted. Um, so basically you can submit everything um, that you need to either start a brewery or get labels approved um, or funky beers approved. Uh, just nothing's going to happen until the shutdown ends. Yeah. And there's just going to be a big queue. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, big backlog. And, and you just brought up something that, um, so while I have you here and you understand how this all works. So most of the time you don't need to su submit your beer formulas if they, uh, adhere to the regular beer processing way, right? It's only if you're going to be adding additional things that aren't standard in beer, like you mentioned funky beers, like uh, bacteria and stuff. Is that true that you have to submit uh, the formula? Funky, I more mean uh, ingredients. There's like a pre-approved ingredient list um, okay. that like you're okay to use this stuff. If you're using something different, then that's not on that list. Then you need to get it approved. Okay. Um, so that's that's more what I mean for that. Um, All right. So if, if so for dogfish head, he wants to put like, uh, you know, uh, ham hocks in their beer. They'd have to get permission to put ham hock in their beer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank Don't you. Need permission to use ham hocks. <laughs> They're delicious. Um, and it says TTB will suspend all non-accepted TTB operations and no personnel will be available to respond to any inquiries, including emails, telephone calls, facsimiles, or other communications. Website and operations will fully resume when appropriations are reenacted. Yeah, yeah. So when you go to the, the government website, ttb.gov, uh, this pops up first. It says, you know, pops right up into your browser, and then you can then click to a temporary reroute to the main site from this page. So it tells everyone what's going on. So, but if you want to, if you want to send us money, though, yeah, you're yeah, a, you're able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't the money still can flow. Just no one's going to help you. You're not going to get any help or anything. But you know what, John? Just finish off that last little bit about what uh, the TTB TTB does because you're the expert on this. You can then fill in more stuff. All right. So, says at TTB, we protect the public by enforcing the provisions of the Federal Alcohol Administration Act, the FAA Act to ensure that only qualified persons engage in the industry. Certain alcohol businesses must file an application with and receive approval from TTB before engaging in business, which really means we make sure that we know everyone who is producing alcohol so we can get their tax money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's what that means. Yeah, you got to have, uh, they got to get their money. Okay. So one of the things that uh, 
I mean, there's uh, there's a number of things that TTB does that doesn't affect during the shutdown. Like, as a brewery owner, you have a, a responsibility to report uh, your your daily operation uh, stuff to this uh, this organization. What on a monthly basis, or how often you have to do your operation reports? Uh, depends on uh, the size of the brewery. Basically, how it basically depends on how much tax you would owe them in a given uh, year. Oh, okay. Um, so once you hit certain thresholds, you have to report more frequently, so they get paid more frequently. Yeah. Um, I'm quarterly right oh. now. Oh wow! So um, but you're you're pretty big then. No, that's, that's as low as it gets. <laughs> oh, that's as low um, as it gets. Okay. Yeah, it can get up to as high as frequently as every two weeks. Oh wow! Okay. Okay, that's that's so. that's a lot of work. So the big breweries that are pumping out a lot of beer, they have to submit their taxes and these these uh, reports uh, every two weeks, which is, seems like a, a hassle. Yeah, like when I I went on the tour at uh, Jack Daniels, and they said that they cut a twenty six million dollar check every two weeks. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh my gosh! Twenty six million every two weeks. Yeah, but I I think that has to be split between the state and the, the feds because I mean the state taxes in Tennessee are ridiculous oh, okay. um, which I think we had talked about before <clears throat> but, but yeah that gives you an idea of their scale okay so. okay so um, when I was doing some research on this whole TTB thing I I didn't want to make this segment too long but I, I was surprised to see it all the stuff that they you know that you have to keep track of. And I mean, they want you to keep track of all the manufacturing ingredients, you know, the, the materials that you use to brew your beer coming into the brewery, what you're using, uh, when you're using it. Uh, you know, that, that seemed kind of odd that that was being tracked. But then, you know, the things that made sense is you have to you know, record all the beer uh, coming and going from the brewery. So when you make beer, you package it or into a keg or bottles, or whatever. You have to have records of that, and then shipping it out to other places. You need to know, you know, when you shipped it out and and how much. And I mean, there's a lot of a lot of paperwork and stuff that goes on. I, I know you're not. Yeah, and so like the like what I was talking about with my coolers, mm -hmm. like my two coolers in the back. Uh, those are like my bonded area basically where it's this the moment i take a keg out of there that i put in it's taxed it's taxed okay that gets reported on my quarterly reports that i remove that keg whether it's to serve it here or to sell it off site or whatever we're doing with it okay so anything that leaves those coolers um once it's been put in there is taxed okay and so you obviously have a rec record of when you put that beer in that cooler? Yes. Okay. There's a lot of uh, stuff that, that people don't think about when they're going and visiting a brewery, that there's a lot of paperwork and tracking and you know, stuff that, that needs to be kept up to date. Or are you going to get fined if you, get, if you don't re you know, do your reports correctly? Are they going to fine you money? Or what happens if you don't keep track of this correctly? Because they can take away your permit? Uh, so yeah, they could, they could revoke your, your permits. Um, you'd be fined. Uh, I th think for the most part, a lot of that record keeping, um, will never be seen. Oh, like you, you report like the summary basically. Oh, okay. And I think as long as, you know, 
you're paying everything you're supposed to be paying and they don't think that anything's wrong or you don't uh, get a random visit from the TTB, uh, it'll never be looked at. Okay. Uh, just, they don't have that many people out in the field that can go visit breweries that often. I mean, yeah. t- I think t- technically you're supposed to get a visit before you open, but there's so many breweries now. It's just not really feasible anymore. Okay. Okay. Um, so basically I, if I think that something could or could not get taxed, I just pay the tax on it. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I don't care <laughs> if they show up, I'd rather be like, Oh, I paid you an extra three fifty for that one. Mm-hmm. Like who cares? <laughs> but you know, I'd rather be on the over than the under. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, and it's like, so, uh, it's like five, five bucks a barrel or $7 a barrel. Uh, right now it's three fifty a barrel. Oh, three fifty. Um, they got the new um, CBMTRA bill passed like a year ago, um, and so we're temporarily cut in half from the seven dollars a barrel to three fifty okay. a barrel. For okay. that's just federal. That's not the state. So okay. State adds more. Okay, of course. On. Yeah, the, everyone's got to get their little uh, piece for sure. Okay, well, thank you, John, for a little bit of insight on your. Oh. Oh, and that's three fifty for small brewers, like under certain barrels, yeah. like for your first like sixty thousand barrels. Okay, well, you're so, you're still good. You'll be under that for a while. It's most craft brewers. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> All right. All right. So Chris, are you still there? I'm still here. Okay, good. I hear your voice. So why don't you go ahead and talk about the permits that we already kind of mentioned that John that, you know, doesn't want to lose his permit. So what are these permits all about? So the the TTB, they control the permits allowing people to operate an alcohol-producing business. So during the shutdown, no permits will be worked on. So including any alterations or changes to existing permits. So this includes, like, construction charge or construction changes, site changes, equipment changes, and bond renewals that expire after four years. So hopefully renewed within the last four years. Yeah. Um, this is currently, this is currently affecting Boise's bear Island brewing. They just opened their, their tap room and are trying to get the permits to allow them to move their brew house from their home garage into the new brewery location. And it's also preventing them from getting approval for adding larger fermenters into the space. Yeah. So there is, there is an effect of the shutdown, uh, on businesses that have already been trying to uh, make these changes, right? Get these things passed through it. As John has mentioned in the show, when he was starting to get his permits, uh, you know, he put in his request way early thinking it was going to take a while to, you know, to get them approved. And then before he knew it, 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 it was a lot faster than he thought. But, uh, but now with the shutdown, it is going to be delayed because none of these permits are being processed through. So they're, they're waiting to, to move their, you know, to get their garage back and now put it in the space that they're, you know, that they're, they're buying and, and they built this whole, uh, nice, uh, brewery location and they can't get their, their permits through to, uh, to get that equipment moved. So it, it can be a, it can be a problem. So there is a, there is a, a headache with the shutdown to, uh, new opening breweries and of course, uh, existing breweries that are trying to make changes to what their permits that they already have or their sites and their brew pubs and such like that. So, all right. 
Okay, so there's also some labeling. So the TTB also deals with labeling of your packaging containers, bottles, cans, uh, and artwork and such. So all new beer labels must follow the mandatory labeling requirements and be approved by the TTB prior to release to the public. And the TTB claims, this is on their website, that they do over 100,000 label approvals are processed each year. That's a lot of labels. Uh, and it typically takes between two to three weeks to get approval. So, John, you're not dealing with this yet because you're not packaging your beer. But have you had to uh, put anything for approval besides uh, beer packaging? Uh, right now, our, all our stuff just goes through the state. The state, and the state okay. does not require us to provide the any TTB. Some states do, um, even if you're not going between or outside of the state. Mm-hmm. So you do have to have the TTB approval for anything that goes across state lines. Oh, okay. Um, so we would have to submit the TTB stuff to the state of Ohio if we were here to Indiana or Pennsylvania or whatever. Or Michigan. You know, Michigan <clears throat> wants your beer. I don't think so. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I have heard that some states do require, uh, like, that the TTB has approved your label regardless. So um, I, I can't back that up with fact. I've just heard through the grapevine that it's in a much bigger way than it is like us in Ohio. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it, that would all just be dependent on your state laws, but I, I'm not, I can't say that that's hundred percent true. Okay. So, okay. Well, the key here is that so any new beers that breweries are producing that require labels, they cannot be released uh, in packaging until this labeling is approved. So it does uh, it doesn't keep the brewery from actually selling the beer in their tap room or establishments in kegs, but it you know the consumer is going to have to go out to the brew pub uh, or other areas to uh, drink their beer. You know it can still cause a heartache if uh, a brewery's main source of revenue is from packaging uh, beer not from a tap room or from local consumption but it can be a it can be a problem um, and it also does not keep breweries from packaging beer already previously approved so all the the beers that you've been drinking all along uh, that you know that are released year round or that have been released before they can still use their packaging it's already been approved so they can still produce that beer so there's going to be plenty of beer on the shelves despite the shutdown. So don't worry. We're not going to have a beer shortage. All right, John. How does this affect brewery business? All right. Uh, <clears throat> so any brewery planning on releasing packaged beer in January and February, maybe into March, uh, did not get their labels approved prior to the shutdown. I'll have to hold off on selling that packaged beer. Um it's especially problematic for beer styles that uh, need to be drank fresh, like IPAs, some adjunct beers, um, and it could mean a big loss of revenue, uh, which for the government will also mean loss of revenue for them because they won't true. get their, their taxes once that's destroyed. That's true. A beer that's destroyed, um, assuming this is assuming that a beer actually like doesn't work out and like needed to be drank. Now it's bad and the brewery does the right thing and mm-hmm. destroys it, yeah. um, would not be taxed. Uh, you, you just report that it was destroyed. Okay. So. 
What kind of proof do you have to show that it was actually destroyed? Uh, so I, I've seen differing things. I, I don't really know what the accepted thing from the TTB would be. Um, I've destroyed beer. I just poured it down the drain. Um, the things that just didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to. Um, thankfully, in, in uh, small one-barrel batches so yeah, far. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I have destroyed beer, um, and I just reported on my my uh, logs. Uh, I, I feel like it, it's really only comes into play if they feel that you lied about that and then sold that beer and didn't pay tax on it. So mm-hmm. I, I don't really know what they would accept. Um, I've seen I've seen people like say, "All right, well, I'm actually documenting all my losses. So here's a bucket that's marked with measurements." Of, of uh volume that i'm pouring everything that like was left over in this fermenter was left over after kegging (laughs) you know so here's the three gallons that i'm declaring as a loss and here's a picture of it and a date and you know so i I don't know i I, it's one of those things you do the best you can with with what makes sense without burdening yourself with like paperwork and everything yeah until you get audited and then you're like, Oh, well shit. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I I don't know what they would accept as proof of, of destruction. I mean, do you need to videotape you literally pouring everything down the drain? Yeah. I mean, what is it? And this doesn't go into the, the yeah. So, which, which you can't do that. Can you, can you just dump it in a floor drain or is that like polluting the, the system how, how do you how would you just how would you get rid of a lot of beer uh so that would all do water um uh regulatory body mm-hmm. um some places have things set up where you pay for putting additional um basically non-water particulates um down down the drain uh which beer would qualify because it's bringing a whole bunch of crap with it that's not water yeah um so uh yeah there's a lot of different things um a lot of places are mostly concerned about solids and lots of yeast because it can upset the uh biological means that they actually everything like that yeah so if you send a huge yeast load um (laughs) you could (laughs) screw up everything that they're working with that just naturally cleans up everything. So okay. <clears throat> yeah, some places won't, won't let you do that or you'll get fined if they figure out that you did it. All that. Okay. So John, now that we've just discussed what the TTP is actually controlling and what breweries need to do to stay, you know, functioning, uh, how is, this shutdown affecting Trek brewing is it are you seeing any uh, effect from it right now or do you expect to see any effect of it in the coming months uh it's not affected our brewery operations um because they're still willing to take my reports and my money yeah um that's really all that i deal with them right now um where it's not like we're waiting on doing some 
Uh, it may impact me across the bar because I have picked up a uh, new semi-regular um, that's in Homeland Security and it just missed his first paycheck. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, he may not come back for a little while until he gets all his back pay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so for me, not really because we don't do a lot of packaging. Well, a lot of packaging. We don't do any, any packaging. packaging. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Okay. And you're, um, you're not going to be giving away free beer? No. No? Okay. All right. So there you hear it. We've just squashed that uh, that no new beer. And you're you, wait, you are producing new beers, right? You haven't stopped doing new beers? Nope. Okay. Yeah. See, you're still going just like you were before. So uh, that's the nice thing is that uh, for your size of brewery that's doing what you're doing, you know, operating pretty much just a, a brewery uh, tap room and a brewery, and you're serving your own beers and a couple, you know, guest taps too. Uh, it it doesn't really affect you as as much as it would affect a little bit either bigger brewery or a brewery that relies on their beer leaving in uh, packaging and being sold in bottles and cans. And they are releasing new beers that uh, are seasonally, you know, seasonal beers that they had planned that they just can't, you know, get the labels out in time uh, before the shutdown and now they're stuck holding on to that beer because they have no other means of getting rid of it uh you know that that could be a problem for those breweries but i think the majority of the breweries will be able to to weather through this uh, issue and it's really not as big of a deal as as the media is trying to you know sensationalize it to bring in uh, you, stay kind of- you are fake news <laughs> all right i think we did a pretty good job of talking about the ttb agency so uh any any last uh words besides uh the fake news uh anything else we close this topic out okay i'll take that as a close it out all right we have one last thing that we need to talk about and this is in our check it out segment and i already mentioned at the beginning of the show that Untapped has released a service that allows you to, uh, you know, log in to this this website. It's called yearin.ber. That's two e's. B e e r. Yeah. <laughs> uh, year in beer. And what it does is when you log in, it'll automatically go and 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 take your Untapped statistics of check-ins and and what you've done for the 2018 and give you a nice summary of a few items you know like how many check-ins you did how many unique check-ins you did different styles you tried different places that you you know that you uh, drank beer at and it's a nice little summary and i recommend that anyone who is participating in untapped should go to this site and check it out you'll be you might be surprised at what you see i was surprised and uh, so we went ahead and did our summaries, the three of us. So, uh, Chris, you've been kind of quiet for a, a few minutes. So why don't you go ahead and start off with your summary of uh, of what we've what we're going to talk about on the show here? I I didn't list everything that shows up in the summary. I listed a good portion of it, but the stuff that I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on here, and I was I was kind of surprised. Um, so we had uh, first 
first one was total check-ins. I had 266 total check-ins. Yeah, not uh, even one. Out, not even one a day. Come on, man. Look, I drink. I drink quality, not quantity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, out of those, but out of those total check-ins, 255 of them were unique check-ins. So that there was only 11 beers that I drank twice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, out of all of those, uh, I drank 136 different breweries. That's pretty good. That's impressive. Yeah. That's and good. there was 80 different distinct styles. That's good, that too. I, that I can see. Now, this, the, the top three most checked in yeah, styles. Yeah, this is shocking. Number one. Shocking. Number one. I love this. It makes me smile a lot. <laughs> My number one most checked in style was a sour. Unbelievable. Yeah, hate sour. Remember, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was shocked when I saw uh, my this. number two was the American IPA, okay. and my number three was the uh, um, uh, Imperial or Double IPA. Nice. Yeah, and then uh, locations. This one, uh, I kind of mess. So I'll tell you right now that I just kind of, I kind of have some fun with this one. Yeah. Like yesterday, yesterday I checked into three separate places. Well, I or not yesterday, a couple days ago. I checked into three different places that were all unique venues. So I checked into 145 <laughs> unique venues. All while sitting but, in your house. <laughs> but, a couple, but yeah, but a couple of days, like two days ago, um, you know, when I had that old numbskull and I had that hop and frog, uh, Taurus the tyrant, um, I just typed in the word strip clubs. Uh, <laughs> just to see what would pop up. And I checked into three different strip clubs. There you go. Uh, my unique venues. So that's kind of something that I have fun with. Um, and I actually kind of dependent on what the conversation is going on around me. Uh, I'll hear like a keyword and I'll type in that keyword. And that's how I'm going to how I'm going to pick my check in at that moment. So 145 unique venues, probably more like 50 unique <laughs> venues. Um, I checked into 40 or I was to uh, four different states or or regions, mm -hmm. and I drank all my beer right here in one country, the United States of America. All right. All right. USA. Yeah, USA. USA. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, John, how did you do in 2018? Well, uh, Chris's total check-ins of 266. That's cute. Um, but uh, I checked into a whopping 73. Oh, my gosh. Uh, total check-ins. But here's the thing. 100% unique. So, yeah, you I mean, are I got that going unique. for me. You're right. <laughs> uh, so, my uh, different breweries, I have 38 different breweries. That's that's um, good. That's good. That's over over half of the yeah. check-ins for unique. With uh, 36 distinct styles. That's still pretty good. So, uh, my, my most... Checked into styles uh, were Imperial IPA, American IPA, and Gozas. Wow. Wow. So, um, yeah. My, lo my locations, uh, nine unique venues, uh, <laughs> three states slash regions, <laughs> and one country. But I will say uh, my most checked in brewery, was uh, the veil? So go figure that one out. Wow, <laughs> six times. Wow. So that, you're, it's your uncle, man. He hooked you up. Yeah, exactly. So that one surprised me, but 
anyway, that's what that's what I got. My very very impressive untapped list, which is partially due to me not drinking as much anymore, and partially due to me just not using untapped anymore. Yeah, well, like I, I only did the first uh, eight days of my advent calendar, then I kind of petered out on that one. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I, I could have gotten close to a, maybe 100. I could have hit triple digits if I just checked in during the holidays. There's always next <laughs> so, year. <laughs> who knows? Oh, yeah. Who knows? So, how about you, Denny? Okay, well, I, uh, you know, I did pretty good this year. Uh, my total check-ins, uh, 523. I did have, I did, uh, have a pretty good uh, year, you know, over, over one beer a day. And Denny uh, wins the internet. Almost, almost, uh, you know, one in, well, maybe not quite one and a half, 1.2 beers a day. That's not too bad. Uh, unique check-ins, 517. So I did check in to six beers more than once last year, or at least six <laughs> beers that weren't unique, uh, that I hadn't had, uh, that I'd had before. Now, these could be beers that I had years before and just, you know, decided to check them in again. So that's okay. Uh, different breweries. 216 different breweries. Uh, I love to try new breweries. So I, I, I had 216 breweries. That's pretty good. 107 distinct styles. I love trying different styles. So it's great to, to, to have a variety. I like variety. Now, this one, you know, my top three most checked into styles surprised me too because I knew that I had been drinking more of these than I had planned last year, but I didn't realize that I had been drinking this many of them. So my number one uh, style is the American IPA. So I find it, you know, interesting that, well, I mean, not really interesting. I think most people will have IPA in their top five list for sure, if not the top three. Uh, I was just surprised that it was my number one. Uh, I had 73 check-ins to um, American IPA. That's, that's a lot of American IPAs. That's my whole year of beer yeah. altogether. <laughs> I drink your whole beer in IPA. Uh, number two, with 49 check-ins, was the New England-style IPA. Now, this, I knew that it was going to be high because I've been trying, this last year, I was trying every New England IPA I could, I could try because I was really enjoying them, and I wanted to see what kind of new, different twist on this style that I could find. So that was my number two. And number three which kind of does surprise me too because I thought for sure it would be a dark ale uh, would most likely be the, the third one, but no, it was American Pale Ale, the forgotten Pale Ale. Uh, you know, you don't, you know, a lot of times you don't hear about the Pale Ale, but uh, yeah, I enjoy a good Pale Ale and I tried 35 different Pale Ales last year. So uh, really surprised. We had some, some nice... Uh, most checked into styles uh, variety here on on the show. So locations, uh, 61 unique venues. Those are all real venues. I don't make up venues. I mean, I did go do a, a fake venue when I would visit John in, in Seattle because he didn't have a check-in at his house. So I would check into the Sausage Raceway. Got to go to the Sausage Raceway <laughs> yeah. when you're in Washington. <laughs> so, Every time I visit John, we go to the Sausage yeah, Raceway. Yeah, so we go to the Sausage Raceway because I got a kick out of that. But these are real. These are all real venues. So that's pretty good. I get around. I get around. Um, <laughs> in 10 states or regions and two different countries, U.S. and Israel, uh, two countries. So... Uh, 
Yeah, I think that was pretty cool. Now there's more stats and stuff they have on there, but these are the ones I didn't want to go too, you know, too crazy and have the show last too long. But I thought this was a, a very interesting way just to kind of see what kind of beers and styles and you know venues and such that we uh, visit. So if you have an opportunity and you do use Untapped, and this is one reason why you should use Untapped because it does give you the opportunity to check out how you've been drinking beer, go to yearin.beer and uh, log in with your untapped account and you'll get to see yours. And share, share, share us, share with us anything unique that you didn't think, you know, that you thought that was different than what you thought you were drinking or, you know, how it would turn out because we love to, to hear from you guys. Okay, guys, uh, it's time to uh, close this thing up. But before we close down the show, it's the uh, opportunity to give a, a toast to some people we like to give a toast to. So, Cr Chris, why don't you give us your toast? Yeah, so I want to raise a glass again to our friends uh, Tina and Manny. They, uh, they came over and helped us finalize getting everything moved back over to our house and emptied our helped us. Once we got our old place emptied, they helped us clean that place. Oh, wow. So... It, honestly, it looks better than it did before we moved in. <laughs> so, uh, cheers to them. Uh, we've we've been doing a, a lot of a lot of work trying to get everything finally finished, move moving from the old place into the new place. And I'm happy to say that uh, I got like maybe one trip left over there in the old old house. That's stuff in the garage, and then we are done. So. Moving moving slowly is nice, but uh, it's time to get the hell out of there. Yeah. So uh, cheers to you, Manny and Tina. Thank you guys so much for all the help. Nice. Yeah. John, who you want to give a toast out to? Uh, I'm going to give a toast to our, our buddy Mark Church. Ooh. Uh, who, for Christmas, was given a homebrew kit oh. by his lovely wife, Heidi, and brewed his first beer uh red ale and they were just in here uh this weekend and reported had just had bottling day so uh they bottled up that red ale i've i've told him he has to bring me some no matter how bad it, it may turn out <laughs> like if, he, if he's really upset with it i still get to have some um you know but uh, i'm sure it's gonna be great uh, i said it was tasting like flat beer which i'll go figure yeah uh, but hopefully it, it turns out well and uh, I'm looking forward to trying some. Oh, nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Good good for you, Mark. I hope you become uh you know what? If you do things right, you can might be a assistant brewer to John at Trek. Or it can be your competition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he wants to just stand around with me yelling at him all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to clean up to clean up after you. <laughs> Oh. All right. Well, um, I just want to thank John for, uh, or, you know, give a give a toast to John for taking the time to come back and join us for another episode. I was I was really happy for this one because I wanted to get your insight before well, I wanted to find out, you know, what was going on with Trek. And besides just me, you know, hearing what what uh, what Kristen has to say about it from the social media, but I wanted to hear from you. But we we pulled out enough information from you to get to get the idea and uh, and also talk about the ttb since now you have personal experience dealing with some of the 
record keeping and submission of your taxes and all that stuff. You, 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 you have a little bit of insight on this. So it was good to, to have you on and thank you for joining us and taking the time out of your busy schedule, uh, to do that. So cheers to you, John. And of course, cheers to you too, Chris, for joining me, uh, each, each episode. And even though you were busy moving and, and everything, I, I had a, I, I, I want to say after I listened to the last episode, uh, and uh, I, I really enjoyed having Tina on the show. So thank you for bringing her. Cheers to to Tina also. I'll, I'll, I'll give a toast to her because she was fun to have on the show and, and, and made me laugh as I listened to it after after the fact. So it was a good time. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. Yeah. And, of course, I, I have to uh, raise my glass to all the servicemen and women out there protecting our freedoms. Cheers to you. Return uh, home safely to your families very soon. And Chris, why don't you go ahead and give a toast to our sponsor, B Cups? Sure. So, want to raise a glass to our friends at B Cups, the supplier of outdoor craft beer cups, for partnering up with us. And I encourage our listeners to go visit their site at bcups.net. That's b c u p s dot net, or you can check out everything that they they have going on at fermentedreality.com. And check out the world's first full line of style-specific plastic beer cups for people on the go, whether hanging out on the beach, by the pool, or hiking in the wilderness, or even enjoying some time on the boat. Bee cups are great for any place you can't use standard glassware. And I also want to talk about a promo code that we got from our friends at Tavor. If you guys go to Tavor to uh, pick up any type of... Uh, beer that they offer you can use the promo code tap the craft that's all one word and it will give any new user a ten dollar credit when you spend twenty five dollars or more wow awesome good and hopefully they'll be sending us some free beer too <laughs> i hope so <laughs> all right well you can find the beers and the links to the articles mentioned on the show on the show notes located on the show post at openforumreal.com and if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Loose Screw. And John, how can our listeners follow you? I'm Brewing Untapped, Prime WA. You can follow Trek Brewing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Trek Brewing, or visit the website, trekbeer.com. All right. And Chris? You can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82, or Untapped and Instagram at MCK. One three four five, and of course, you can always find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tap the craft. All right, it's last call time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading, listening to the show. We ask you to please tell a friend, and of course, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Google Play, or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new episode every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers. Chris, <laughs> I got a lot of editing to do in this show. Chris, I can't uh, hear you. I wish I could do a passable Chris. Speak to us. Speak. Speak. <laughs> wow, this is, you need to get some better internet. If only you had a reliable co-host. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just. Every show, the same thing happens, and I, it, he comes back. He checks back you know, in. And, 
And the con- back. Oh. The constant here is you, Denny. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm the only one that's constant, constantly here. <laughs> Thanks for being the rock, Denny. Okay. 